Hello and welcome to the Doula Tribe podcast. I'm Tess and I'm from the Nurture Doula Tribe. I'm a postpartum doula, a mother and I'm Irish. We will be focusing on mothers, families, birth, parenting and the postpartum period. I'll be diving into lots of topics around raising children. I want to speak to inspiring people and I want you to learn something. So make sure you tune in. Find me on Instagram and subscribe to this podcast. See you soon. Hello and welcome to the Doula Tribe podcast. Donna is my next guest and she's amazing. Donna Wallace helps people all over the world to switch on their lights. With over 25 years of energy healing work, exploring many modalities, Donna has been on a mission to find the most powerful and effective techniques for people to heal and evolve. The work she does with clients today is help them discover their perfect soulmate stone, creating soul-sparking heirloom jewellery that helps them blossom into their full soul potential. And yes, we can heal through beauty. Find out more about Donna's custom-made soul jewellery at her website, The House of Orion. Check the show notes. And book your free energy reading, what a soulmate stone could be. And we did do a bit of this in the podcast, so um, you will see her read my energy a little bit at the end. And to learn more about her, she has another website, donnawallace.com.au. So thank you for being here. Hi, Donna. I'm so excited to have you here in the podcast today. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me here, Tess. It's my honour. I know. I'm so excited. And you actually are connected with Adriana. Yes, that's how I found your podcast. Yes. Yes. When you interviewed Adriana and I loved listening to that episode. Yes. Are you based around this area or...? No, I'm I'm on the Mornington Peninsula, so okay. outside of Melbourne, but kind of the other end of the state. <laughs> I love the peninsula, though. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it really is. We moved down here two and a half years ago, huh? and I just wanted, I wanted that for me, but I wanted that for our family. Like, I wanted our kids to grow up in more, like, nature, so. Yeah. And yeah, the beach. And, and the beach and I'm a little water baby and so are my kids and my husband loves the water too so and yeah like when we moved here I just I'd forgotten how much I love it like it never gets old I always feel super duper grateful to be like walking on the beach or be by like so close to the beach it just never gets old and I'm like the happiest little chappy. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, when I'm when I'm by the ocean, you know. Yeah, you know, yeah. When you find I those places it. that it just it feels like home and it just does good things to you, it makes you feel so happy. That's what being by the ocean and amongst the gum trees is for me. Amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it in there. Would you like to tell me a little bit about your family and what's close to your heart? Yeah, sure. Well, I have two children. Archie who's 11 and Violet who's seven so they're obviously close to my heart I'm married as well a beautiful husband and what's close to my heart in addition to my family of course like is really cultivating a life that feels super congruent with me and my soul you know is leading a life based on my intuition is helping other people to do the same is figuring out how to do like the best version of life for me. And yeah, that's what's, yeah, that's what's important to me. Yeah. To become happier and happier as time goes by. Yeah. That's what we all want, isn't it? You know, having that purpose. It's beautiful. So you're kind of a conscious entrepreneur, would you say? Yeah, yeah, a heart-led entrepreneur, yeah. Yeah, heart and soul-led. Like everything Mm -hmm. that I've done has been based on my intuition guiding me. Like my life um, really took a big turn 
after my daughter was born and yeah just really followed my intuition since then and had my own business for oh gosh it must be like yeah seven years now and and worked in corporate before that wow yeah so what a shift (laughs) I've had lots of big changes over like my life and yeah Awesome. So was what do you think was the catalyst for when your life changed and you became, you know, a conscious entrepreneur or a healer? I would say that I was probably always a healer. <laughs> so when I was, there's a couple of things, there's probably like a couple of really pivotal moments in my life. When I was about 15, a family friend of mine put, I was upset because I was breaking up with a boyfriend and I was like totally devastated as you are when you're that age. (laughs) But I was really upset and she put her hands, she said, just come over here, Donna, and sit down on this chair. I'll put my hands on your shoulders. And she gave me Reiki. And when she did that and that sense of warmth and love, loving comfort, like I just felt like I was home and it was the first time in my life that I felt like I was home and in that spiritual sense. And so then began the journey of me learning Reiki and, and so many other modalities after that. But basically that was that first like big turning point. So I've been doing healing work for over 25 years and I just gave you a hint to my age, but yes, I'm in my early 40s and I can still just call it early 40s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then so, yeah, like I've always done healing work since I was a teenager and it's been a part of me and, and a thread like through my life. Amazing. I had my son Archie, obviously. In between Archie and Violet, I had a miscarriage. And then when I had Violet, I I remember like this feeling of, oh gosh, I just got transported back into that time, Tess. <laughs> this feeling of like, I know that I have to be everything I possibly can be. Like it felt like her soul was asking me, like was calling me forth to, to be everything that I could possibly be, not to just be able to say to her and my son, like, you can do anything you want in the world. You can be anything and do anything, but to actually have a role model with a mum living her dream. And it had just been this, you know, my healing work had been a hobby for so many years and I was never sure whether I could actually make it a business or not. And, um, you know, so I sort of like dappled in it and like did it on the side. And, but when Violet was born, it was just undeniable. Like, I had to do it. I had to give it a crack. I had to give it a go and see what happened. Wow. So, yeah, it was, it was this real, it was a soul calling from her soul to mine for me to step up. Amazing. So after that happened, like, yeah, like it was really such a full on time when Violet was first born and then it was like six months in. She was about six months old and I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm totally sleep deprived. I'm just going to do it anyway. So, and then my business, like it took off. I went back to my corporate job part-time for a bit and then I was doing my healing work at night. And so, and still like not getting lots of sleep because my darling Violet <laughs> and yeah, it, and then it just took off. And at some point my intuition whispered to me, I'll never forget, like I was walking her have a teepee and at that time it was in my backyard and I was walking from my backyard into like the alfresco area and I just heard this whisper like it's time mm-hmm. like it's time to leave your corporate job and it's time to let that go and step completely into this so wow yeah and is that when you started doing the jewelry or is it no like- so the jewelry happened again these pivotal points in time Tess so you know how I said we moved to the peninsula two and a half years ago before we moved I could feel that something big wanted to come in through my business like I just had this sense like I've doubt you know all the courses and all the work that I've ever done has always been these divine downloads and I just felt that there was something big that my business wanted me to like open my eyes and look at and then bring through like birth mm. and 
and I waited. I waited until we sold the house, you know, moved houses. And then I was like, okay, right. I had a session with my coach slash healer and it came through. So my jewelry business came through as a divine download in that, which was completely unexpected because I just thought I would always do healing work like for my whole life test and like jewelry like what like yeah just completely mind blown and bewildered about it all and decided that I would just follow the breadcrumbs like I always did with my intuition and then and then I created this really beautiful business based on this divine download wow creating like yeah the custom jewelry for people's souls and supporting people's souls to really blossom and yeah all of the things that my jewelry does beautiful I love Mm. that I'm I really resonate with following your intuition within business because yeah I was in a really like crisis driven social work kind of role before my children and after the birth of my second child I had like a yeah maybe a download to be a doula so I switched it up (laughs) and then did you then do the training and then yeah and I just have been following those breadcrumbs as well so it's been really interesting navigating a completely different you know type of role and you're running your own business and yeah 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 Yeah, so um, I resonate a lot with your story oh that is so cool yeah like I've always said like when we birth our babies we rebirth ourselves and I've seen this with my friends like my you know spiritual conscious friends who are like who have often have something big that happens after they birth babies it can be really life-changing yeah yeah and it's we're, it's we're really, different yeah we are and it's a really beautiful thing to to know that as well like you know for women moving from maiden to motherhood yeah. that there is like life at after the and light after all of the stuff that you go through in that in that turbulent time oh. yeah I yeah. I like to help women see that you know I love that test. That's so beautiful. I'm probably not wording it the best, but (laughs) I get it. I can feel it all. I'm right there with you. (laughs) Sometimes the words aren't there, are they? Sometimes it's like feelings and color and light for me. It's so it can be such a visual feeling thing that sometimes my words get a little bit lost too. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Which is not helpful for a podcast. (laughs) It doesn't matter. So tell me a little bit about the birth of your children, if you don't mind, because this is a podcast all about. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, my birth with my son was challenging. I was, I, I was induced. I had an obstetrician. I went down that path. I was induced and had a pretty awful experience with the induction and being left in the hospital overnight by myself and not attended to. And I thought that I was in pre-labor and actually I was in, in full labor, but I was there by myself and hadn't slept and it was awful. And then when my obstetrician came in in the morning and I had a change of midwives, then it was wonderful. They were like, got my music out and, you know, my essential oils and like all the things that I needed. And basically, but I didn't realize I was in quite a state of, I guess, shock. I I don't know. Like I was quite out of my body and Mm -hmm. I had done calm birthing, which was so amazing like that was so super incredibly supportive and my husband did it with me as well so he knew what he needed to do with me and so we basically in the morning just got into the zone yeah awesome Um, so I had like I had a little bit of intervention but I wasn't on a drip or anything like I then went into labor and but my son was posterior so it was and he was a big, both my babies were big babies. I joke that. They, how like, big, how big are we talking now? Well, she was 3.99 kilos. Oh, wow. 4.25. Yeah. Yes. 
and the little chubby bubbas. And Violet came out with chubby cheeks and rolls. And I was like, oh, I know. <laughs> you cooked in there for as long as you could. Like I always joke that I've got the gestation of an elephant that's... and that my kids basically come out walking. They're so big. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. And so how did it go with the posterior? Because my first was posterior as well. Really? Mm. Well, you know, first time birthing, I didn't know any different, right? Yeah, same, yeah. So it just was what it was. Like Mm. I used my breath. I was really quiet because I was just focusing on my breathing and not losing my shit. I didn't want to spend – I'm sorry, I shouldn't swear. No, it's fine. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) And not focusing, like not letting my energy drain away by getting upset or whatever else. And, yeah, so I did have some interviews. And my obstetrician later said to me, like, I was actually really lucky to still be able to have a vaginal birth and that he was, he was stuck and it was difficult. And he was like really close to whipping me up for an emergency Caesar. So yeah, there you go. And so like always I wanted water births, but I didn't have them. I went down that OB path instead and Part of me feels like, God, if, if, if there's anything in my life that I regret, maybe it's not having water births. But then I also feel like, what if I did and I wasn't like something went wrong? Do you know, mm-hmm. like my 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 births were were what they were. Like yeah. was, they were challenging and, you know, of course, amazing and empowering and all of those things. Like I remember feeling like with Archie, like just how strong I was like I just had this strength pour through me that was yeah yeah Um, beautiful so yeah I'm really I was really you know even thinking about it now I'm proud of my past self like that I went from that state where I that I was in overnight to then being able to be present and you know connected with my breath and all of those things to then be able to have an empowering birth at the end yeah I agree and and would you attribute that to the calm birthing education yeah yeah I really yeah because it gave me a framework of how Mm. to get into the flow yeah and it also gave Damien my husband like things to do Mm. it gave him practical things to do which basically ended up being like his face in front of my face and telling me like giving me the little hints of the things that I needed to do but i pretty much wouldn't let him go he's like I need to go to the toilet I'm like Mm-mm, no <laughs> you're not going anywhere that's funny <laughs> that's what that is <laughs> yeah yeah awesome yeah no it was good it, it sounds like you really created that bubble of you know yeah what really you need did. to yeah. birth in the zone yeah in that and safety really, bubble it was it was a safety bubble and one of those midwives that came in in that morning was so beautiful you know how sometimes you just are like oh oh my God, the way that she looked at me, I will never forget her beautiful brown eyes and how much just, she just had this presence of love. And I felt so safe with her. And so she was in and out of the room, but it was, yeah. Mm. And also with my birth with Violet, I remember I had a midwife that I really felt connected with. And, you know, Mm. these are women that you might know for 12 hours or however long they're on their shift for. And they make such a difference in your life that, you know, and I feel like Tess, I could only imagine, you know, I never went down the doula path, but I could only imagine what it is to have a relationship with a doula, you know, Mm. like you that is there and journeys with you. And it's it's sacred. Mm, It is. It is. And especially if you're there for pre, like all the way leading up to the breath, and then you do some postpartum work with that woman. Like I have a client I attended in January and we're still friends because we just can't let each other go. We're just like, you know, it's you make so you make these beautiful relationships and yeah. it's such a untapped area, <laughs> isn't it? Like we've kind of been brought to believe that we don't need that in our lives that we're all individuals and we are strong by ourselves and we're independent and it's such bs isn't it it is but but if you have like a nice really good strong female figure in your life that comes to your birth it can have the same effect but they have to be like a positive influence so like your mother or your sister or your best friend Mm -hmm but it depends on their agenda yeah 
Yep. Yeah. Get that. Mm. So how was your second birth? So I was induced with Violet and the induction, like my obstetrician was great. It was really patient with me. I was like, I know I can just, I can get into labor. I know I can. Like I was having, you know, the pre-labor contractions, like not like the day or two before, but he, he let me go as long as he could or he was willing to. And then I walked up and down stairs all day and it just didn't happen. And so I ended up going on the the drip, what, I can't even remember what it's called. Syntosin. Yeah, 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 the syntosin drip. <laughs> and, oh, my God, I remember being in transition with that drip. Like that, you know, the waves of contractions one after the other, like just how far it pushes your body, like mm. is was full on. But the same with Violet. I was really connected to my breath. I did all the calm birthing stuff. I felt good you know like I felt like I could I could move and ride those waves right up until that very end so then it was I was like that's that's so much but then probably I was in transition yeah (laughs) yeah that's it yeah and yeah so so you had her naturally as well yeah yep I did and I'll never forget that feeling when she was born which was like I didn't know that I was having a girl or a boy and with either of them, but I knew Violet was a girl and I knew that she was the long awaited soul that I'd been feeling for many years. Like I could feel a soul around me from when I was in my early twenties. Wow. And, and when she arrived earthside, I was like, like no words, Tess, I'll cry every time talking about this. I just felt complete, you know, like I felt like I just knew that our family was complete and that finally her and I were together again. That's how it felt like just Mm. finally we were together again. And she smiled from the time she was a few days old and she, and when I was carrying her, I just felt like this joy radiating out of my belly and she's just such a delight. Like everyone who meets her is just, yeah. Um, I say that Archie is my turquoise boy and Violet is my Violet girl. Gorgeous. Beautiful Um, names as well. I love that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Actually, when I had, this might be interesting to share, when I had that, the miscarriage in between them, like I could feel that there was Violet energy. So when I say that Archie is my turquoise boy, I I mean that like I, that's the color of like the predominant color of the energy fields. Yeah. And when I was pregnant with in in that second pregnancy I could feel Violet around me and as I was starting to spot I remember saying to Spirit like if you let me keep this baby like if you let me keep this baby I'll call her Violet and and then I miscarried Mm. and then I took some time to heal after that and then I couldn't fall pregnant easily like as easily as what I'd had the first two times and then when I was pregnant again, I could feel that same violet energy. And I just knew that, that the soul of that second miscarried baby was the same was violet. And so to me, it was like this, a moment where, okay, this worked to the pregnancy work. She was able to come in properly and also it was a real blessing because it never made me feel like I was missing a baby from that miscarriage because yeah. she finally arrived. So yeah. I feel really lucky with that because I know some women don't have that with their miscarriages. It's like they know that there's a missing piece in their family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's often just not talked about really, is it? You know? Not that yeah. much. Like it's amazing. It's, it's a taboo crazy. nearly, like a stigma. And I'm not sure why, because it's so common. It's so common. It's so common. <laughs> you talk yeah. to any woman about it and most women have had one. Yeah. Oh, mm. Yeah, a lot. I know. But yeah, I love that story about the soul and how Violet came in. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's such a good yeah. story. Yeah. I love that. I love it. Sorry, I'm just going to try and work my thing so gemstones are part of your business so how do they reflect women's souls and their motherhood journey well I feel like I feel like 
there are some special gemstones that have particular purposes and those gemstones I call them like soulmate stones. So when we connect with someone's soul then and really, really deeply connect with your soul, we get a colour and we get a vibrancy and we get emotional experiences, yeah? Mm. And it, it's almost like the evolution of us. When we connect deeply with our souls, we get a sense also <clears throat> who are we becoming and, and what are we blossoming into, mm. yeah? And then when I go through processes with people to create jewelry, then I intuitively choose gemstones that match the frequency of people's souls. Mm. So, you know, we've, we've all heard about push presence. I mean, that was a thing when I was having my babies, right? Yeah. It's all the rage. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I don't know that it still is actually. Oh, I think it is a little bit. It depends. It? I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I do believe like we often have jewelry that marks moments in time right or milestones or special times where whether it's an achievement or whether it's a birth or what have you but gemstones have like this you know they're a frequency they're a vibration and and this is going to sound weird but gemstones talk to me like I hear what it is that they want to do for people and there are some that are like you know kind of empty a little bit soulless a little bit flat on that energy spectrum Mm, but then there are others that are actually really powerful and so that's why I intuitively choose gemstones for people is because there are powerful gemstones that want to do something for you as a person so okay I know this might sound a bit strange (laughs) so it doesn't sound strange to me So I believe, well, you know, how, like I was saying, when Violet was born, I felt like I was complete. Yes. I think that that is because, all right, I'm going to go right out there. Is that all right, Tess? Yeah, fine. All right, good. So you know how when people talk about twin flames, usually they're talking about twin flame romantic relationships. Yeah. In my experience with with my healing work and also my own personal experience what I've seen is twin flame relationships can be between a mother and a child or a father and a child of course it's not romantic but what it is is this deep soul connection that feels almost like you're very similar to each other or that you want to bring out the best in each other somehow you like there's this real potent connection between you and that soul and that's what I feel like my relationship like of course I love and adore my son Archie like and we have this really special bond of course but that I feel like Violet is like my twin flame okay I feel like her and I are very similar Mm. there's some soul connection there that feels like we come from the same mold you know yeah yeah and so when we look at jewellery, then, you know, gemstones can represent the colour of your soul or that your aura. Your aura mm. is an expression. Like we have lots of different colours in our aura. I know I'm going all over the place, Tess, but I'll try and put it, pull it all together in a bow in the end. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in our auric field, we've got like all these different colours. I believe that when we incarnate, we come in with two main soul colours and those two colors are really important because they're basically like the essence of you and mm. also can be a really great indicator around what gemstone could be a perfect frequency match for you. Mm. So when I think about violet, of course, her predominant color is violet and it's one of my predominant colors too. It's not, I've got another one as well, just like violet does. Violet's got violet and pink and I've got violet and aqua. Mm. So we're similar but have this strong violet connection anyway we can choose gemstones that match the frequency of the soul of your baby or we can match gemstones to your soul as a mother Mm. and then often when you know we're talking before about rebirthing ourselves when we go through birth something happens that's so deep and transformational and basically can propel us into that next phase of ourselves right you had that experience with your work yeah and other people have it in maybe in their career or maybe in other ways but 
gemstones can help activate what your soul wants to like propel into, like what it wants to experience and express next. So I energetically activate and attune the gemstones to bring out what it is that the soul wants to experience now with motherhood I just feel like it's really beautiful because sometimes you can have as I said like like with me like there there would be a color gemstone that would be perfect a perfect match that brings in the qualities of my connection with my daughter and then also would amplify what it is that my soul wants to evolve into through my birth with her marking that milestone that incredible moment in time where I become her mum and she chooses me to be her caretaker through this lifetime and also who I'm blossoming into as a woman mm, I love that I know. so interesting yeah. I'm like when can I come and get a gem top stone for me <laughs> I just need to send this to my husband now. I know. I love it. Dial him into our call. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So uh, when we talk about the souls entering the world. Yes. So you have made that, like you've made kind of a discovery, surprising discovery. What is the surprising discovery? around Around souls entering the world yeah so what what I've seen with a a couple of different things so what I've seen is that there are connections between parents usually the mother and Mm. the soul who's sitting in spirit hasn't yet incarnated and there's often a connection and sometimes women think they're a little bit crazy because they can feel this baby around them or they can feel babies around them but the the surprising discovery I've made is that they're not crazy like this is a very common experience for women especially women like you and I who are quite intuitive and Mm. they're tuned in and tapped in and sometimes they just they can feel them and they can even see them yeah Um, can see what they're going to look like as they get older like it's this incredible mother's intuition that just knows that there is a baby in spirit yeah yeah, they're waiting in the wings that want to come in so women Um, who are kind of going through fertility issues or IVF is that something that you can help them with yeah, so it's something that I've, um, interestingly, Tess, over the years that I've done my healing work, I always seem to have women come to me that are on their motherhood journey, somewhere on their motherhood journey, whether it's trying to conceive or whether they have conceived and we do birth preparation, I'm sure it's something like what you do, and then also as their mothers and, and what that brings up for people in terms of triggers and healing and their own childhood and family, birth families and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I do often have women come to me that are trying to conceive, that want to work on fertility stuff. And the approach that I take is energetic. Is I had the, I had a session last night actually with one of my gorgeous clients who knows that she's, she's got a son that's sitting there waiting in the wings and she really wants him to come in. And we did a whole lot of energetic work around that and using spirit guides and, and so forth to really help clear that pathway and enable that you know that conception to happen yeah, and beautiful. um and one of the the other surprising discoveries that I've made is oh this is a whole nother conversation Tess how long have you got <laughs> well we have another 25 minutes so. okay good <laughs> all right I'll give you like a real brief thing but one of the things that I've discovered along the way is that so I am also a family constellation therapist. Oh wow, cool. Which is really interesting when we're talking about babies and motherhood and families and all of that sort of thing. There can be some really interesting so our 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 family system is like an energetic field that sits around our family. Mm-hmm. And basically, you know, what's like the norm in our family is often what we will experience. So, you know, whether it's a glass ceiling with finances or whether it is having miscarriages like your mum had the same amount of miscarriages or there can be a lot of different factors that 
happen because all families experience so many different things but basically any unprocessed trauma sits in the field of the family system and we can be affected by it yes and so sometimes we will be parenting our parents instead of being the child from you know you know that funny dynamic when sometimes we step into the parent role and there can be all sorts of funny underlying things in the family system which actually hindering a new baby to come in or yeah like even illnesses and things can be like repeated patterns so it's Mm -hmm. like family constellation therapy you're sitting there nodding like I feel like you know exactly what I'm talking about I do It's like ancestral healing, but taking it to the next level with family constellation therapy. It's fascinating. Yeah, it would be. What some of the work that I do with my healing clients is, is that is clearing dynamics in the family that are affecting their ability to have babies or, um, you know, break that glass ceiling of income or have the kind of relationships they want. Like I had one person come to me and said, Donna, I've got boyfriends, like there's no problem finding boyfriends, but it always seems to be this same pattern where I give more than what they give me and Mm. it's just unbalanced. Anyway, so she comes to me for that reason. I end up talking to her about family constellation therapy, which she didn't know anything about. And then what happened was we uncovered a dynamic with her father that was like just not working very well and some old trauma stuff that hadn't been healed and resolved. And once we did that in the field of the family system, so he didn't need to like consciously be involved, like you can be alive or dead, it doesn't matter. Once we did that, that whole dynamic in her relationships changed and she met someone else who gave her more than what she gave him. And it was she was like, Donna, I can't believe it. I was like, I know, it's amazing, right? I like, love that. You fix the underlying stuff that sits there in the family dynamics and then it opens awesome. up the doorway for other things. It's really amazing. Yeah, I haven't so, really heard of that type of therapy or yeah, coaching before, so I'm really interested in that. that. Yeah, I hadn't either. It was like it it was it's been the one modality and as I said to you before, like I've been doing healing work for over twenty five years. Like I let me tell you, I've like tried a lot of stuff out there. But it's been the one modality that really helped me heal deeply in a way that you know, I always felt like I was just peeling layers of the onion on my own journey, like resolving childhood issues and trauma that I'd experienced along my life and mm-hmm. I just felt like it would always keep coming up. And with family constellation therapy, it's been the only modality that actually I felt like got to the source of it wow. and actually like fixed shit in my life. Like, love that. I know it was, it's been amazing. And so yeah. when I did that for myself, then I was like, oh my God, I have to learn this. And then mm. of course I did. And, and now I've been offering it to my clients for quite some time. But like, even with what I've, this keeps coming up to share I hope this is all right that's fine like I've seen in some family systems that there are like for instance death of men at a young age and then like miscarriages or like stillborn babies of the same sex like of male babies miscarried and Mm. then the woman in that family like the mother my client would only had female children like it wasn't safe to be a boy in that family system because there was this movement towards death at a young age it's really fascinating like when you start to unpack and unpick some of that stuff like yeah and then also people who haven't you know it's like it's almost like sometimes the souls don't feel safe to come into that family system until Mm. some more stuff is resolved yeah yeah and I I see that in labor as well like you know, and Ina Gaskin in America, she ran that farm and she says it really beautifully. Like, you know, if there's unresolved or unsaid fears in that couple, in the birth team, that baby will stall that labor. She has seen it like over and Phenomenal. over again. Phenomenal. It is amazing. Like, it's oh. a, our, our bodies as women are so innately connected and intelligent that... Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's the thing, like stuff that's sitting unresolved in the field of the family system sits in our bodies. It's not like out here as some etheric, you know, ethereal, like 
energy stuff it sits in our bodies as physical ailments and so like while depressions yeah yeah Mm. and Mm. it impacts our fertility yeah it impacts our hormonal health it impacts we know we know yeah that's disease isn't it you know Yeah. yeah it's so interesting I love all that stuff I've been doing bone therapy and I find that really helps as well awesome just releasing like that extra bit of body emotional stuff but you have to do so many different things together I find to help yourself transcend or else you're gonna be stuck yeah but like follow your intuition and what kind of modalities that you're into at that time and yeah, like exactly. really follow that. Yeah, that's right. Because I've each got our own secret sauce recipe of what is like the best thing for us, like what will help us the best. And if you just follow your intuition, then that'll take you into whatever modalities or whatever you know inner work that you need to do. Yeah, I love that. I love it. Mm. So, how do you think jewelry can amplify? Um, women's energy field have we spoken about that already no yeah well I feel like with the gemstone so when you the the part of the divine download that I received initially when I was like completely bewildered like what the hell (laughs) what do you mean that this is what you want me to do what I saw was like a ring sliding onto someone's finger and energy running up through their body and activating their energy field so when I believe that gemstones are powerful light sources it's like going back to Atlantis times where we are recovering that knowledge and knowing how to use gemstones in a way that they're powerful and that they are productive and that they can work with us on that soul level so you know when I I believe that so all of my rings like amplify your energy field but it also helps people experience like the best version of themselves and so it's like how do we experience heaven on earth like what what does that bliss look like or feel like it's so different for each person yeah this is about amplifying your soul energy and really fulfilling your potential and blossoming into who you already are as that amazing being and so that's how I believe that like jewelry and yeah it's beautiful that's how I believe that yeah gemstones and jewelry can really amplify your energy field and your life and yeah your experience on on earth beautiful I love it is there anything else that you think is relevant for our listeners today like I think we kind of covered most things I think we have covered most things. I just really love to encourage anyone listening to follow their intuition. Yeah. You know, to just trust that innate, incredible innate wisdom that each of us have as women. And yeah. especially, you know, all the stuff that gets stirred up in our motherhood journey is I know. Well, it has been for me. I can hear um, questions though from listeners going, but what is my intuition? How do you find what what do you think it is? Like I always say it's my, the first thought that I have, like, you know, when, and then I, if I hesitate, go back to that first thought that I had. Wouldn't agree more. Yeah. Like that's exactly what I say as well, Tess. Like it's the first thing that comes to mind yeah. or that you feel before you've had a chance to think about it. Yes. Like yeah. it, and then you know, like even if it sounds like, because sometimes it's a little bit confusing for some people who are really like intellectual and intelligent. Sometimes yeah, academic. Yeah, yeah, because their intuition sometimes sounds like their own voice. Yeah. It sounds like their own mind chatter voice, so it doesn't sound like that, like you'll hear it or you'll know it, but it, it sounds like your mind, own mind chatter, but it's always that first message that comes through. Yeah. And then the other thing that I do is really let something sit in my body. So if I'm like, okay, should I have a family constellation therapy session, for instance, if I tune into that, I just see what happens in my body as I hold on to that idea. And if my body feels calm, if it feels like I can breathe easily, then that feels like a yes to me. Yes. You know, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So using that body wisdom as well. So you um, don't use kinesiology or anything like the muscle testing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't because I feel like my whole body is like a muscle test. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and I have great, very very close friends who are kinesiologists and I love kinesiology, but the way that I do it personally is I just hold that idea, let it sit in my body, try it on for size, and then Mm -hmm. my body will tell me whether it's right or not. 
if right. I'm having trouble listening to that intuition. Yeah, I like that. That's a good tip. Really, yeah. really nice. How can people connect with you, Donna? Because this has been an amazing conversation. Ah, oh, thank you. Well, with my jewelry, I actually offer free energy readings for people. Oh, cool. Um, they're, yeah, they're super fun. They're 10 minute energy readings with zero obligation to move towards purchasing a piece of jewelry. And in that, I, you know how I was saying, like, uh, we have like two main colors in our aura. Yes. I try and get to that level of detail in the reading. Sometimes there's a whole lot of other stuff going on in people's energy field, colors and things. And I share about what I can see, what the colors mean and how that is like connected to you as a unique soulful being. Oh. And then I try on different colored gemstones in your energy field. And I say, well, you know, this, this might be the right kind of color or type of stone that could be really great for you. And yeah, and then if people are interested, then they can take the next step, which is an in-depth session with me to really connect with their soul, which is what I call a blossom session. Oh, beautiful. Um, so it's like a really unique process of having mm. custom-made jewellery. And yeah. yeah, but if people want to contact me, then you can, and I'd love to offer those energy readings to anyone listening who feels like that could be fun. Awesome. Um, what, yeah. what what aura can you see on me? Are you picking up anything? <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to really do that? Yeah, I'm happy to. <laughs> You've got a few colours going on in oh. your field, Tess, and I'm just tuning in now because I don't usually do that until people give me permission unless it jumps out at me and is like smacking me in the face and I can't help it. <laughs> but you've got a lot of orange and coral and pink going on. Oh. And I'm not sure that that's actually your soul colors, but like mm -hmm. the orange could be around deep healing. Mm -hmm. It could be around wanting to connect more with your deep inner joy and bliss. Yeah, I feel like, that. Yeah. But I also feel like for you, because I can see it around like the left part of your head up okay. around here and around your left shoulder. I also feel like there's stuff perhaps that you've gone through in the past that is like the orange is like putting us back together again. It's like putting any broken parts of us, sticking them back together again. And the orange is like this beautiful healing glue. Nice. And so the orange is really lovely, it, but it can sometimes, and it's not always, give us an indication that perhaps you've gone through a lot in the past. Yeah. And when it's still really bright and present, then I always say sometimes like our greatest challenges are also our greatest gifts tests. And I would yeah. say that for you in the case of the orange, that what you've gone through, yeah, what you've gone through is like also propelling you and pushing into you into like what you're meant to be doing and how you share your gifts in the world. So I feel like somehow like everything that you've gone through is connected to like what you're doing with your work in the world. I want to put it in the, in that category of yeah. your work as yeah. a doula yeah, that's um, awesome. and that expression as well, because if you think about the complementary of orange being blue, then it's also connected to your communication. Mm. So perhaps also, and this, again, is specific to you, might not be relevant for other people with orange in their field. I feel like there was an element of challenge around communication, whether it's you weren't heard or you weren't able to express yourself or there was something around a block in communication that you couldn't say. And then here you are hosting this amazing podcast. I know. <laughs> yeah, so you get that sense of like greatest challenges but also greatest gifts. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I believe healing work is, where we move from one end of the spectrum, the same colour, but mm. we move from one end of the spectrum to the other where we can really tune into those soul gifts and allow what we've gone through to actually make sense, like there's a reason for why you've gone through what you have and you're already living that test. It's really yeah. beautiful. Yeah, no, that's really interesting because the same thing was said to me in bone therapy. Oh, really? Around my throat chakra being blocked and how I'm biting my tongue and not saying my truth. Oh. So interesting, isn't it? Wow. And yeah. I think it is from my childhood. So there's a bit of inner child work to do. But yeah, it's really interesting. I'm like, oh, it is. It's really Thanks cool. Like, there's, I can feel that there's more to come through your mm. throat. Like, there's a whole lot more for more expression. Like, the next side of 
I feel like waves of yeah. like expression wants to come through you and that's really important. And yeah. as I said, there's more colours in your field. There's a coral, like this gorgeous coral and pinky magenta colours, which to me feels like what you're doing, it feels like you're like creating a new way of being in the world with that coral. Yeah. It's like you want to recreate mm industry is not the right word like community mm. you know you really it feels like you would be really connected to community and creating a new way of being in the world and then there's this gorgeous like pinky it moves like through that spectrum of orange coral pink magenta mm. and there's something about like bringing through that divine love from above in that magenta like you being a real expression of the divine and bringing people back into that present moment of being able to be like connected to their soul yeah. but also to the love in this life like loving the little things in life I love and that just, yeah yeah they're very feminine colors too which is really interesting because a lot of my life I've been in leadership and in like a masculine role and now I'm really like embracing feminine roles or feminine type, yeah, behaviors. I don't know. And those colors, leadership from the heart, yeah. Yeah, and I just really don't usually, you know, kind of resonate with those colors. But obviously, I'm moving into a yeah. different phase of my life. Yeah. So that's what I can see just as a starting point. And I would want to just spend a little bit more time with you to see yeah, if I cool. can get what those true to soul colors are. And yeah, then, keen. you know, like, yeah, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that another time. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's... And then but it can, gives like... listeners a good like indication of what's, you know, to ex 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 what to expect. I'm yeah. 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 That's right. I'm always um, happy to be a and... guinea pig. Yay. I love guinea pigs. <laughs> And I just know, like, with my jewellery, people just know. Like, mm. people just know whether they're meant to have a ring with me. They, Their soul is just like, oh, that's a hell yes. Like, I just know that I need one. I like oh, wow. come to me and say, like, I just need one and I, or I can't pay now, but I know that I want one. I'm like, well, I offer, like, interest-free payment plans and stuff like yeah, old yeah, school awesome. labors. Like, I have people doing that sort of stuff with me, but people know whether they're meant to have jewellery or not. And that's yeah. why I'm like not salesy about it at all. Like there's zero pressure from me whether people choose to have jewellery after an energy reading because they just know, like you just know it's yes or it's no, it's fine. And so you do bracelets, necklaces, rings or? Mm. So uh, yeah, far I've earrings. only been doing rings. Okay. Um, and I have got one pendant on the go at the moment Ooh. and I'm open to what people want. Um, yeah. And yeah, so yeah, basically you can have like a house setting that I have with my jewelry that's already created. Mm. It's like, how does the gemstone sit in the, in the metal, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the setting. And, and then I'd also do like full custom designs for people as well. Oh, cool. So the, so the jewelry is meant to be like, not meant to be, the jewelry is made as heirloom pieces. So they last lifetimes. Like I want these pieces of jewelry to be not only worn by your children but your grandchildren you know yeah yeah proper yeah, yeah. for lifetime beautiful so they're, they're handmade and they're made with gold and platinum and yeah all that yeah very interesting thank you so much for that I love it I will put your links to your website and your Instagram in the show notes thank you so much for having me Tess it's been no so worries. lovely to connect with you yeah it's been beautiful thanks for yeah. being here of course, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.